T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, yeah. As we uh, smooth ourselves into the 10 o'clock hour, little LL on the fan. Who do you love? Y'all remember that one? No? How you doing, miss? My name is L. I'm from Queens. No, no, you don't know that one? You know that one. <laughs> Keith McPherson on the fan, watching the games, looking at scores. Uh, it is 3-0 Atlanta, bottom of the eighth. The NBA games uh, involving our New York teams have gone final. The Nets get a win, 107-97. Somebody just hit me on Twitter, and they said Giannis tried to hurt Kyrie again. Um, I'm glad I missed that. Anyway, as we proceed, the Knicks uh, ended up losing 109-100. Doesn't matter. It is preseason. Knicks fans, call me up. Tell me how you're feeling about the team. They just debuted their new City Edition jerseys. Um, And I saw that they were black again, or maybe they're like a dark navy blue. I'm sorry. I have an issue with the Knicks. I think the Knicks' regular uniforms are classic. They're dope. Like, I think I had this conversation with you guys last year. This is New York City. This is New York. There are so many different things that you could take from the city to make a city edition or a statement jersey. Putting the New York Knicks in black and then having that black and orange court, it gives me spirit of Halloween vibes. It's it's not the Knicks. The Knicks are blue and white. The Knicks are blue and orange and white. They can go throwback. They can they can take some things from the city, right? I was saying uh, last year, I'm like, you could use the buildings. You could use the subways. You could use the uh, ACE line. You could use the BFDM line. Like, those are blue and orange. There's, I don't know, I'm not an artist. I'm a sports guy. But I feel like there's got to be an artist out there or a designer out there that can make a better jersey for the New York Knicks. Now, these, I'm looking at them now. They, they look like they're a dark navy blue, but they're probably, they're black. They're writing them as as their, their new black statement jerseys. But they're not making a statement in these jerseys. They're making a statement that these jerseys are mid again. They should just stick to their traditional unis. I think the coolest uniform that the Knicks had as an alternate was a couple years back where they had a, um, they had a logo that looked like the FDNY logo. Let's see if I can find that. Yeah, it looked like the fire, like 
most uh, <laughs> most of the jerseys sold were number six Porzingis, but it looked like the fire shield. It looked like the FDNY um, crescent. I don't know the word, and it had it had the ladder on it, and it had the hydrant on it. I thought that was cool. I thought that was New York. I thought that was appropriate, and that looked dope. And uh, it had the navy blue, dark dark blue, and then the little stripes on the side. That was the best alternate Knicks jersey that they've had in the last couple years. Shout out to Ronnie Feig, Ronnie Feig, however you pronounce his name. Uh, Ronnie Feig from Kith. Kith made a Knicks jersey a couple years back, uh, two years back, where it said, like, the city never sleeps. I thought they were heading in the right direction with that, but it, it ultimately wasn't that dope of a jersey. Um, that was one and done. And it was also black. I, I think the Knicks need to stay in their blue, orange, and white color scheme I don't know what you guys think about that. Maybe you don't care. But I care about jerseys. I think the Brooklyn Nets have fire jerseys. The Nets have had fire jerseys every year from the Coogee print honoring Biggie Smalls, Brooklyn native, um, to, you know, the New Jersey throwbacks. They went all the way back to 91 and had the light blue New Jersey Nets throwbacks. And then last year, they just combined all of the Nets history into one. And I, I like those jerseys, too, even though the Nets didn't play well in them. And then, of course, the Nets regular icon edition black and white jerseys are cool. I have all of these jerseys. I have too many jerseys in my closet. Um, but I care about that type of stuff. I think it it helps you, right? I, I looked at the Patriots this past week. The Patriots put on their old school red jerseys like they used to wear back in the day, and they played well at home in those red jerseys and white helmets. I'm like, maybe that did something. Maybe they should stick with those. The uniforms matter. In my opinion, the, the uniforms matter. But anyway, uh, a win for the Nets tonight in preseason. Them bouncing back, they needed that. A loss for the Knicks uh, but that's their first loss in the preseason. Preseason does not matter. I cannot get into preseason basketball. It is glorified practice on TV, and it is preseason for everyone. Um, if you're a Nets fan and you watched that game, let me know uh, what you thought of Justin Shackle and Frank Isola on the call. Knicks fans, call me up. Tell me what you thought. R.J. Barrett did his thing tonight, and I think that's your starting five. And uh, now you've seen Jalen Brunson three times on the floor with this supporting cast. The Knicks have a point guard. They have a steady point guard, a guy that I don't think is going to be phased much by the fans or by the media. He's just going to be a consistent force for the New York Knicks, and and you need a stabilizing force in a Jalen Brunson. I'm excited to see what the Knicks look like. I'm on record saying they're not going to be a 12th seed and miss the postseason. I think they're a playing team. The East is going to be stacked, but I think the New York Knicks are a playing team. I think they can be around seven, maybe eight, uh, if they gel, if Julius Randle gets back to being, you know, the Julius Randle we saw two years ago, most improved player, R.J. Barrett has to be an all-star. You know, he, he's got the extension. And when you think about who he was drafted next to, Zion Williamson and John Morant, those guys are superstars. We'll see what Zion does. He's missed a lot of time, but it's Zion. He's going to be a beast. Um, R.J.'s got to be a beast, too. He's a couple years in the league, uh, coming out of high school, you know, I used to watch Duke basketball a lot growing up. I don't watch Duke as much anymore. I don't really care about, you know, Duke College or their basketball anymore. But one of the last years I watched was when R.J. was on that team with Zion. And R.J. was one of the top recruits coming out of high school. He should be an all-star. He has to take that step forward to being an all-star, scoring 25 points a night and uh, leading the way. Randall's got to be um, – Randall can't be the main guy. You saw what happened when Randall was the main guy. Randall's got to be a, a, a little bit of a backseat maybe more of a Robin to, uh, you know, Jalen Brunson and, and R.J. Barrett. Brunson, as far as handling the rock, not expecting him to score all the points. But the leading scorer has got to be R.J. Barrett. 
Uh, it's got to run through him. But I'm, I'm interested in seeing what Reddish looks like now. Reddish came over in the trade, didn't have that much time to get it going. Uh, Obi Toppin, he's spent a couple years now with the Knicks. He's a New Yorker. He's up there in age. I think coming out of um, college, he was like 23 or 24 already. Uh, so now, you know, well, how old is he? He's 24 now. So I guess in NBA years, you know, he's he's a little bit older for a uh, a guy in his second year, third year coming up. But basketball on the way, NBA on the way. Looking forward to it. Call me up if you want to talk hoops. As we're getting later in the night here, we can open it up to other things. I think we've talked a, a lot around the schedule. I think we've talked a lot around what we expect, and I'll reiterate that. I expect the Yankees to be rained out tomorrow night. I expect uh, those tickets to be honored Friday, but what I'm not sure about is if the Yankees will be the first game of the day or the second game of the day. After talking to Marco, who does our updates, I've kind of shifted my thoughts away from travel. I don't think travel is the top priority. They don't care about if these guys sleep on the plane or get to the hotel late. That's part of baseball. Like that, that, that happens on a regular basis. But what I think they care about most, the Yankees care about having a nighttime game. They don't want a day game. And uh, Major League Baseball cares about their money, their bread. They have deals with these television networks, and they want these games to be on in prime time where people can watch them. And, you know, Fox uh, or TBS covering the Yankees, they didn't sign up for a 1 o'clock Yankees game. And the New York Yankees didn't sign up to host a 1 o'clock Yankees game. They want people to be turned up out there. So I think there is a chance, right? Braves, Phillies at 437. I think there's a chance we see the Yankees at like 6 or 6.30 in between there. And uh, hopefully the game doesn't go extras and the Yankees can get a win and uh, get on the flight, head to Ohio and handle business out there, come home with a series win ready to advance to the ALCS. All right, Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up, 877-337-6666. Got to get through these calls faster. I told people online, call me up, you'll get on tonight. And we've had a full rack of calls all night. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to my show. Uh, tweeting me at Keith McPherson, first name, last name. My mom came up with it. You can find me on all social media platforms. If uh, you take the negative approach, if you take the haterade pro- approach, you, you're just going to get blocked or muted. No need for that. But if you've got something that you want to add that you can't add over the phone, a thought, a take, something that you've heard uh, from the show tonight, you can... Hit me up on Twitter, and I'll certainly respond, unless you're like a goofy. like Some goofy on there was like, how about I call up and test your baseball knowledge? I'm like, well, if that's what you want to do, that's not really going to do anything for you or me or the show. But if you want to call me up with a random question about, you know, who started the um, um, World Series game in 1963, I'm not going to know the answer, and I don't care. Moving on, Bill is in Bay Ridge on the fan. What's up, Bill? Hi, Keith. Hey, hey, how's it going? Okay, a little perspective. Uh, now, I'm not happy with uh, Cole at all. Uh, I mean, he pitched a good game, but he's suspect. Uh, I hope he continues it. Mm-hmm. But in contrast, uh, everything was uh, all praises being heaped on uh, Max Scherzer, who happens to have a losing record and an earn run average of 3.5 mm-hmm. in the postseason. See, these are the things that some of the hosts are not giving the audience. You ever heard the expression, fake news? Yep. <laughs> it's not only about lying, it's about omitting certain facts oh, yeah. to fit your narrative. Oh, yeah. Okay? Now, as far as uh, uh, IKF, uh, he's a converted third baseman who won a gold glove, but he's the leading hitter with runners in scoring position. 
by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, he steals over 20 bases. That's pretty good. Yeah. He stole a base yesterday and scored. That's pretty good. His style of play is, is needed. Is. His style of play is certainly needed on this team. It is what it is. And I listen to these people talking about uh, that game with Ron Darling. Now, I watched the Met games, too. I've yeah. been watching the Met games a long time. And a long time before you were born. And um, so, but he, they don't watch the Yankee games, all right? He's a National League. Him, Keith, and his, I love them. They're good players, but they don't, they're not familiar with the Yankees and other teams, including National League teams. And he said the Yankees' main signal when Bob Costas was saying, I wonder what they're going to do. Maybe they'll bunt. And Ron Darling says the Yankees' signal is just hit a home run. I'll, I'll, I'll have Ron <laughs> Darling know. Most of these teams in the playoffs, and last year, and the year before, and the year before, going back to Reggie Jackson, and Babe Ruth, and Ted Williams, or whoever else, these teams, the teams that win, hit home runs. Okay? They hit home runs. Home runs are good. Home runs are good. Teams that hit home runs win. How did the Astros win? How did the Yankees win last night? (laughs) All year I'm watching the Mets with Keith and Anderson telling us, they make contact. They never die. Well, guess what? They died. Because when you're behind, you ain't catching up. You're behind three, four, five runs in the middle innings. You're not catching up to these good ball pens unless you've mixed in a home run or two. Yeah, you got to hit you're the ball out. You're not putting together four or five hits in the same innings. That are all singles. It's all a bunch of baloney. Fake <laughs> news. And let me, let, me, let me tell you something else, Keith. You ever hear the guy that uh, when his team loses, you see him the next day, and he says, I don't want to talk about it no more. But when the team that he hates or is jealous of loses, he talks all day about it. Yeah, got a ton to say. He can talk yeah, all day Evan about Roberts. it. That's Evan Roberts. <laughs> that's Evan Roberts. Nah, shout out to Evan, though. <laughs> Thanks for the yeah, call, no, no. Bill. Uh, Evan's the man. Evan knows so much about sports. I admire Evan Roberts so much. Like, um, But we know his fandom. We know what teams he rocks with. We know in his like heart of hearts at his core who he wants to win. And uh, he doesn't get that very often. <laughs> he doesn't get to see the Jets, the Mets, the Nets, the Islanders win the whole thing. He's had a, a, a brutal go at it. But, you know, I, I give Evan a ton of credit for his sports knowledge, uh, his speech, the way that he's able to recall things like my brain does not work like that that's why I say I admire Evan because I've watched a ton of sports that I can't recall I've watched live games in Yankee Stadium that I can't recall and there are people that can recall these games that they watched on TV and stuff for years I I, you know we're all different I'm not that kind of fan Um, Evan Roberts can tell you just the other day uh, they, they had Al Dukes call in and Al Dukes was talking about how he doesn't go to games and was trying to figure out what games he went to and Evan was finishing his sentences for him. Evan knew what games he was talking about by just whatever he described. Oh, David Wright hit a home run. Oh, yeah, that was this game. Oh, this was the starting pitcher. Yeah, that was exactly this day and time and year. And I I think that's great. And I I think Evan does a good job. And even on the weekends, I don't know if you guys get to hear Evan's show on Saturday. That's where you really get to hear him speak more about teams that he doesn't root for and talk about the entire NBA, MLB, NHL, NFL. He, he knows his stuff. Uh, there was a caller that called up to say, Evan Roberts, you're not just one of the best in New York. You're one of the best nationally, and I give him that. I, I think that's correct. I've heard a lot of different people nationally. How many guys do you know nationally, nationally that can speak on all four 
major sports like Evan Roberts can. And I don't know if I've ever given Evan his props on air like this, so I'm glad I got the opportunity to. Great call from Bill, you know, calling out things with IKF. You know, like I said, I think IKF's going to have a moment, and his style of play is needed. That's why the Yankees did want him as their guy. The game is over. That's final in Atlanta. The Braves now even up the series 1-1. They win 3 nothing off of one good inning getting to Zach Wheeler. You're defending champs. Back in it. They will play Friday. They're off tomorrow. They will play Friday in Philadelphia. And the Yankees may play before that or may play after that. But uh, here we go. Here we go. Let's see what the Dodgers are doing. The Dodgers, uh, 3-3. Look at the Padres came back. 3-3. The Padres came back. We're about to go to break, but let me tell you how that happened. So it was 2-1. Max Muncie. That funky Muncy, Max Muncy. Oh, Trey, I told you, Trey Turner, this guy. <laughs> Trey Turner is a menace. I already told you about Trey Turner. He hit that homer. So, okay, Manny Machado is killing it too. After Muncy, Machado doubled on a ground ball to left, and uh, Hassan Kim and Juan Soto moved on to second and third. Jake Cronworth uh, grounds out. No, Hassan Kim scored. Juan Soto went to third. So that was tying the game 2-2. Jake Cronworth grounds out to first baseman Freddie Freeman. Juan Soto scored. Manny Machado to third. Um, that ended the inning. Bottom of the third, Trey Turner comes up, and he hits a solo shot. So after Machado's double scored Kim to make it 2-2, they had another, another run scored um, from the uh, ground out to make it 3 Two, and then Trey Turner came back and tied it uh, with the solo shot. 3-3 three, three in the bottom third. That game is now in the top of the fifth. So kind of lost track of the Mets game there, or Mets game. <laughs> Mets on the mind. They should have been playing in this game. Kind of lost track of the Dodgers game against San Diego, but now that's the only game on. The Braves won 3 nothing. They will Meet Philadelphia in Philly, 877-337-6666. Keep McPherson on the fan, trying to keep tabs on all the sports, talking all the sports. We'll do more of that with you and your calls when we come back from this break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Stankonia. Was this on Stankonia? I don't know. Outcast. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. This song is for all the babies, mamas, 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 mamas. Yeah, this was Stankonia. Thought it might have been Speaker Box, The Love Below. Both good albums. Big Boy. Andre 3000, Legends. Both have done a lot individually, too, and then just kind of dipped off. But Anywho, Keith McPherson on the fan, checking back in. This is not uh, Hot 97, Power 105. This is WFAN. On a Wednesday night, this is a five-hour KM to AM. I've been on since 7. You've got me for another 90 minutes. I got to get to these calls faster. And now that I put my uh, Instagram and Twitter at out, which has been out, it's just my name, now I'm getting DMs and comments, and uh, shout out to Bobby Condors checking in. I don't know if y'all know who DJ Bobby Condors is. You probably heard him on Hot 97. I think he just found me. And uh, a couple other people have messaged me. Shout out to Jaden correcting me. What did I say? Phil Matten? Phil Matone. I always mess up names. I think it's Phil Matten. Phil Matten is the reliever who uh, broke his finger for the Houston Astros, so they are without him. They took a loss without Phil Matten broke a finger punching a locker after allowing a hit to his little brother. He's out of the playoffs. Whatever. The Astros will be just fine. They've got plenty of arms, and they cheat, so they'll figure it out. All right, uh, let's get to the phones. Like I said, I I told people I'll get you on. If you got something you want to say on the fan, I don't have a co-host. I didn't call in any favors or ask any guests to join me. I kind of get tired of doing that, like, Hey, man, I got a five-hour show tonight. Like, we're good. We're good. I'd rather talk to you guys. We had a caller call in and said, you know, uh, I make people feel welcome or whatever. I, you know, of course. Like, that's what it should be. Uh, we're all fans. This is uh, Sports Talk Radio. Sports Talk Radio is centered on people calling in, right? Um, it's funny. Before I ever got on the radio, my wife, she used to hate being in the car with me listening to Sports Talk Radio because she would get, like, anxiety, like, second-hand hand anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing thinking about it. She would just be cringy listening to people call the radio that get nervous or can't get their words out. And I'm like, stop. Like, I like that. She's like, can you please put on something else? I'm like, no, I want to hear whoever calls the radio with whatever thoughts or takes or theories or opinion. Like, that's fun. It's like you don't know where you're going to go. Like, when I say someone's name in the town they're from, you have no idea what that person's going to say, where they're going to take the show. And, like, that is the basis of sports talk radio. It's all opinions and thoughts and back and forth. And, like I said, I don't have a co-host, so it's not like I have someone in here to bounce anything off of. I have Connor, but Connor's back there answering your calls and playing the beats, and he's got the mic open, but, you know, not uh, asking him to host the show. You guys are hosting the show. So 
for the next 90 minutes. Let's get as many calls in as we can. We've talked all around this schedule. We've talked all around the MLB postseason, the New York Yankees, uh, game one win. Now they might have to wait two nights to get to game two. Um, I've mentioned the Brooklyn Nets. They won tonight. I mentioned the New York Knicks. They lost tonight, but it's preseason. That's their first loss. It does not matter. Uh, We've talked around the NHL. Obviously, the Rangers kicked off their season with a win in the Garden last night, 3-1 over the Lightning, getting a little bit of revenge. And then tomorrow night, you've got the Devils, you've got the Islanders, you've got the Rangers all on. Hockey is back. NBA will be back in about a week. We have not gotten into much football talk, so I will put that out there for any of the football fans, football-only fans, Jets fans, Giants fans that have a thought about their team coming up this weekend. The Giants will host Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. The Jets will head to Lambeau to face the MVP, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. If you want to talk football, we can do that, too. I know it's Wednesday. Hopefully you made your waiver wire claims and uh, you're still fighting in fantasy football. I am 3-1, and one, I think 2-3, and three and 3-2. Three and two. So I'm still alive, still alive in my three fantasy football leagues. But it ain't been easy. This year has sucked, honestly. There's a bunch of guys on IR already, uh, guys that you drafted that aren't performing and that's fantasy football for you. It's not real. It's not real. How about Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill pisses me off because he's a tight end in fantasy. And I, I picked him up after the, you know week one he went off. And I picked him up and I started him on, in one league in week two. But you can't call it. Like, Taysom Hill has no fantasy value unless you are on the Saints and you know like the Saints are planning on using him or if you're a beat writer for the Saints. And you're like, you never know what game the Saints are going to deploy Taysom Hill and he's going to get, you know, 30 points, 25 points, whatever it is, and go off. You don't know. He did it week one. He did it week five. So I guess he'll do it again, uh, you know, week eight or something. Keith McPherson on the fan taking your calls. If you're listening, not sure where we're going to go. It's mostly going to be Yankees and baseball talk, as it should be. Yankees are still alive. It's October, postseason baseball. We are all waiting to see what happens tomorrow morning, not afternoon, Yankees. Can you do it in the morning? Make a decision on what time the game is going to be played Friday. The weather looks like it's going to rain for hours through the night. And uh, if, it, if it rains all day on the field, they're not going to, it's not going to be playable. So, like, please go ahead and let fans know what time that game is going to be. I've, I've already speculated enough tonight. I have said, I think now, I shifted my thinking. I don't think they care so much about that 90-minute flight that the Yankees organization will have to take. I think that they care more about TV and prime time and uh, ticket sales at night and Yankee Stadium looking like it looked like last night with a night game and not a day game. They might start it during the daylight hours, 6, maybe 6.30, I'm thinking. Uh, but I expect it to be Braves-Phillies on on Friday. No game Thursday here in New York. We'll get uh, Mariners-Astros game two tomorrow night. That'll be the only game on. And... Uh, Friday, I expect there to be three games. I expect game three from the Braves going down to Philly at 437. I expect the Yankees to be somewhere in between there, uh, like 6, 630, maybe five at the earliest. I don't know. And then the Dodgers will be the night game at, at 837. Maybe they bounce that game uh, to nine or, or bump that to like 930 since they're out west. All right. Said enough. Let's go to the phones. Anthony in Jersey City. My guy, you're back on the fan. My new keys. Keith, throw fast. I just want to say uh, I got a scheduled change of work, so I don't know how many times I'm going to be able to call the show. But, man, I love and I appreciate everything you do. I had a time this year where, you know, I had COVID, and I think I got on for like a week straight. And, you know, 
the distraction from what was going on and reality was a great one. And it talk sports is just such a great, it's, it's a great distraction that I'm glad to have. So I yeah. thank you very much, my man. Yeah. Thank you for calling. Um, I remember you, you know, you wanted to talk about the Miami heat and, um, forget what else. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm heat giants and Yankees, man. So, uh, you definitely got all three of them for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Going, going to Donaldson. It, it, it's just one thing that bothers me. You see how, like, when Brandon Nemo walks, the guy sprints to first. Yeah. I think after Donaldson messed up the first couple times with pimping fr- routine fly balls to center, I wish that guy would just, regardless of that, I don't care if it's a 400 foot bomb. He has no room to pimp any. He needs to put his head down and just run, especially in these games because. You know, we might get into situations where there is no tomorrow. So just keep playing like there is no tomorrow because there's very little room for any error, especially a bonehead play where you're just where it's just a lack of hustle. We've seen it too much with him. Right? Yeah, that's just not him, bro. They, like he's stuck in 2016. He thinks he's the MVP still. He thinks he's still in his prime, right? He thinks he's pimping. He thinks everything is going out. He thinks he gets a hold of everything that goes in the air. And his natural reaction with the crowd watching and the you know national audience on TV is, oh, I'm about to style this. I'm about to pimp. I'm about to. And then he looks stupid. We've seen him look stupid maybe three or four times this year doing that. He can't. I don't care. I know Boone probably said something to him, but he can't break out of it. I hope he does because he can't cost us later on. Can you imagine that? The difference being like a run in the game or a crucial out late in the game, and it's Josh Donaldson thinking that he he got one and he didn't. And he didn't run. Yeah, um, I Shane Bieber. You know, I know the guy's good. You know, he, he he don't really scare me, especially with this lineup. I think they could grind out. They could get his pitch count up, and you know, it's gonna be one of the guys that people weirdly still complain about. Like we got postseason state, and if there's a, a guy that's gonna be able to grind out on that bat, and then he gets a pitch and a hold the one, I feel like Stan's gonna be the reason why. We have a game two victory. And before I go, Keith, I just want to say, because I didn't see him start any playoff game, but uh, when, when's Jordan Montgomery pitching? <laughs> Great call, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, uh, back to John Carlo, year 5G, a guy that, um, you know, we've we seen him do it. We uh, Speaking of MVPs, he was an MVP in 2017. We've seen him do it in October. I'm not worried about him after one game. He's going to come up clutch. He's going to come up big. And he's feared. Pitchers fear him. They know if they make a mistake, he's going to hit it out. He's one of the most feared hitters as far as hitting a home run off of you. Like, he hits the ball hard. And, yeah, Jordan Montgomery, that's something we haven't hit on. I hit on it last night because I said, hmm, look at that. Harrison Bader. Right, And I think Sal Licata on Twitter was like, all Yankees fans hated this trade. And uh, I had to go pull my own receipts. I'm like, wait, 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 Sal, I have I have these receipts on Twitter. I, I actually was one of the Yankees fans that was with the trade, right? Remember that trade happened at the buzzer? That happened right at the end of the deadline. I thought it was incomplete. I thought that there, you know, I didn't think that Cashman was trying to weaken this rotation You know, you can never have enough pitching, left-handed pitching in Yankee Stadium, blah, blah, blah. I I thought they were going to get Pablo Lopez, or I thought maybe something else was going to come through from the Cardinals, whatever. I also thought that Bader was out for the year. I I had watched him play the last couple years, but I thought this season he was was done for the year. 
what a pleasant surprise for, for me to find out that night that he was going to be back in September and ready for October. And then after that, I was like, oh, all right, cool. I, like, I'm familiar with him. I've seen him. And I know that Cashman came out at the end of last season and he said he was going to improve this team up the middle. Catcher, shortstop, center field. You get a trade for Jose Trevino. You get a trade for IKF. And you get a trade for Harrison Bader. Spark plug. Instant impact. Hit a homer when when we needed it, right? Match their homer. Stephen Kwan hits a homer. Bader hits a homer. Wakes the stadium up. And Aaron Judge comes up. Everybody's rocking in there. Big moment. So, yeah, uh, a lot of talk about Jordan Montgomery. And, you know, I said, hey, he was a, a favorite. He had friends on this team. Popular guy in the clubhouse. No one wanted to see him go. An eight-year Yankee, only a Yankee. But you have to give to get. It's a trade and they had to get better in center field. You couldn't have Aaron Hicks out there. You couldn't keep Aaron Judge out there. And uh, I don't think anybody is talking about, oh, that was a stupid trade. That was the worst trade. What was Cashman doing? Jordan Montgomery's at home. He didn't get a postseason start for the Yankees or the Cardinals. Harrison Bader has already earned his pinstripe, his pinstripes and had a big Yankee moment last night. 877-337-6666. I'll be right back again. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Cash Money Records taking over for the 9-9 and the 2000. Keith McPherson on the fan checking back in. About a quarter to 11. Uh, the Dodgers are down. The Padres are battling them tonight. Padres just took the lead again, and uh, it's 4-3 out in L.A. Jerickson Profar. He's having a good little run here in October. Jerickson Profar singles on a ground ball to right fielder Mookie Betts. Drake. Cronworth scores. Will Myers to third. That was in the top of the six. Now they're in the bottom of the six. You Darvish lock it in. Darvish is at 91 pitches. Uh, we'll see where he ends up here. Um, no outs. Could be his last inning. Who knows? They have a one-run lead. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to take these calls, man. I got to get through these calls faster. Shout out to people hitting me on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, in, in between the breaks, I'm checking some of that stuff out. I put the video out of me talking about this Yankees game, trying to guess, trying to figure it out. I, I think most people expect a 1 o'clock game. Someone brought up a, a good point on Instagram, but I, I just don't think that they care about these guys sleeping. Um, Drez on, on Instagram said, I, I think they would start the game at 2. You can't risk starting the game at 5 or 6 or 7 and then having it go into extras. And... Uh, 
You know, I said, I think they care more about TV and tickets, though. You know, they don't care about these guys sleeping. They can sleep on the plane, and they, if they get to the hotel at 2 in the morning, whatever, um, they have to all get into the hotel at 2. Or, you know, for the Cleveland Guardians, they're going to their houses. But uh, if it goes extras, that's, you know, more airtime, and that's uh, more time to sell concessions in the stadium. So, I don't know. I'm kind of now hoping that this is a blessing in disguise, that the Yankees get another day of rest and it doesn't affect them. And then the fans get a 6.30, 6 o'clock Friday night game in the Bronx. And um, we turn it up for for that. You know, Thursday night would have been lit, but you know Friday. How many times have I said this? If you're listening to me and you're a reoccurring listener, how many times have I said this? The vibes at Yankee Stadium are unmatched on a Friday. The Friday vibes are my favorite vibes. If I can pick one day to go to Yankee Stadium, it's always Friday night. Always. 100,000%. So <laughs> we'll see what goes down uh, with this um, with this weather and this potential change in schedule. I was talking to uh, another guy on Twitter, and uh, I feel bad. He's a young guy. He said this is going to be his first postseason game. And uh, Daniel, New York Sports 10 on Twitter, he said, I've, I've seen a different forecast on every web- website. I hope... It doesn't get rained out. I have tickets, and this would be my first ever playoff game. I won't be able to go Friday. Like, I feel for you, bro. I, I I really do. And that's why I'm saying the Yankees have to come out tomorrow morning and make a call. They have to come out and let people know, hey, sell your tickets or buy tickets or, or change your plans or call out of work, adjust your schedule. We're not going to be able to go Thursday night. But even better, Friday night in the boogie down Bronx. Get your beers, get your shot, put your drinks up. Hey, put your drinks up. You already know. Everybody put your drinks in the air. Party time. <laughs> I I hope that's how it goes. I really like now I'm like, if I don't the one o'clock is weak, man. I'm like in, I'm closing my eyes. I'm envisioning Yankee Stadium bright during the daytime. And and I'm thinking of like camps and like packs of like 40 kids showing up to the stadium. Like, that's not the vibe for postseason. That's not the vibe for uh, game two, nasty Nestor night. If we can get a Friday night, nasty Nestor night, Shane Bieber versus Nestor Cortez, Friday night in the boogie down Bronx at like 6, 630, I'll take it. I won't be mad about it. I'll take it. Let's go back to the phones, though. Let's see what you guys are talking about right now on the fan. We were talking about Jordan Montgomery and the Cardinals and Harrison Bader and you got to tip your cap to Cash, man. He saw something. He made it happen. He he got this guy, and he's already been an instant impact, uh, a New Yorker, Bronxville, Horace Mann guy. And there's another guy that Cashman gives props for, right, a, a guy that was in the Texas Rangers minor league system. He was doing his thing, but the Rangers didn't want to call him up, and he asked for his release. And when he asked for his release, guess who was the first team to claim him? The New York Yankees got Matt Carpenter, and we hope to see him soon. Let's go to John in Garden City on the fan. John, you're on. So, Keith, you're talking about Carpenter, and it's one of the things I was thinking about. While I had some time waiting online, I looked up the stats. Here's something interesting you could do. Marvin Gonzalez owns Bieber. He's 7 for 14 with two doubles and a home run. Lifetime against Bieber. You could put him in left. You could put Cabrera at short. Later in the game... You could have Carpenter pinch hit for Marwin, put Cabrera back in left, and bring IKF off the bench for defense. 
if you want. That's a button you could push. I mean, I would that push that button. I don't know if the Yankees would push that button. I, like, they're rolling with IKF. They're going to have him in, in the starting lineup playing shortstop, in my opinion. I don't well, think they get cute with I, IKF in the postseason. Another thing, another thing you could do, um, well, two things. If they play Friday, they absolutely the night before should send Severino to Cleveland. He gets a good night's rest. They do that with starters a lot. So that's really the only guy you want to get there. That's early a great call. Playing. That's a so great you call. You do that. And then the third thing, and you know the playoffs are wacky. You see strange stuff happen. I could easily see an extra inning game. You know, the, 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 the bullpen is, is weak. It's tight. Because uh, I remember back in the day seeing Andy Pettit do this. Or even um, um, Schilling did it and, 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 and uh, the big unit did it. Um, you could, it's Cole's throw day. Couldn't you see Cole coming in for an inning on a throw day on Friday if they need him, you know, in the 10th or the 11th inning? Because, uh, you know, getting the spikes on would be very dramatic. And, uh, you know, they're paying him the big money. So these are, these are not things you probably will see. I would hope we don't need to do that. that. Yeah, I don't know. I would hope we don't need to do that. Leave Garrett Cole. Leave Garrett Cole in the starting role. Like, let's not get get Garrett Cole rattled. Like, keep him in his routine. But, and I think we've got enough. I think they've got enough from starting pitching and the bullpen. They won't need to call on Garrett Cole. But so, I, I like the idea of sending Seve out to Ohio a little early. You don't think you don't think Carpenter's going to get a pinch hit at bat? And if you do that, if you get him in at bat, how you do it basically is he gets in at bat for IKF. And then Hicks comes in and plays left, and Cabrera moves to short. So no, I have I no mean, interest in Hicks entering the game, happen. but I, I I know it could happen. And I'm not, you know, I I think that um, what was I going to say here? I think that they're going to try and get Matt Carpenter some at bats. We haven't seen him in a long time, but we want to, right? We want to see that left-handed bat in the lineup. I'm just not sure how it's going to happen, and I'm not sure, you know, if it's a tight game between Bieber and Cortez you know, a one-run game or a 0-0 game and you need that spark with Carpenter, I, I can see him getting in. Thanks for the call, John. I just don't see him starting over Stanton. Stanton has been playing. Stanton has great moments in October. And Stanton is feared. So is Carpenter. They need to get Carpenter some at-bats. But as of right now, he is a bat off the bench, a pinch hit option off the bench. We'll We'll see. I don't expect him to start over John Carlos Stanton. And I'm not looking at John Carlos Stanton's struggles in game one. Like, oh, he sucks. This guy sucks. He strikes out. He's not he's John Carlos Stanton, man. Like, give him some time. Right? He's the guy who famously said, you guys make a big deal over nine, ten at bats. <laughs> he's the same guy that got booed here so much, unfairly, and always responded. Always came back and answered and had the fans cheering for him. So I'm still rolling with year five G. John Carlos Stanton He'll get it done. He'll have a moment. He'll hit a bomb in this postseason, and you you won't be asking for anyone else. But I do understand wanting to see Matt Carpenter. It's been a while now. And uh, he's a guy that was instant offense for the New York Yankees, and if he's still locked in like he was, he was going insane. When he first, like he, he hit a home run in the first series that he came on in Tampa, and I'm like, wait a second. And then when he got in Yankee Stadium, those home runs he was hitting the right field, were majestic. They were pretty. I was in there for some of them. Like, wow, Matt Carpenter is on this team, yo. What? <laughs> what? Let's go to Frank on Long Island next up on the fence. Hello. Hey, Keith. Hey, Keith, what's up, man? What's up? 
Hey, man, you know, I, don't, I don't wait for my wife for 30 seconds on the phone. I waited for you for an hour, man. <laughs> That's a compliment <laughs> to you, buddy. Shout out to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, no, you're, you're cool, man, and some late nights doing some paperwork and stuff. I enjoy listening to you. Um, yeah, just so I want to talk for a second about, about IKF and Cole. First off, IKF, listen, man, um, that ball in the hole, no doubt. Listen, I'm I'm not going to accept mediocrity. He can't be he can't be booting those. I agree. But but that ball was in the hole. You know, tough play. And you know what? He did come through with that at bat. The double that I believe right on a kind of an error in a way he turned into a triple. So yep. anyway. Also with with Cole, you know, I think he pitched a good game. I liked his. Uh, I think he had movement on his breaking balls and his sliders so forth. So I, I think he pitched. I think he came through. I think he pitched a good game. Uh, how do you feel about that? Absolutely. The biggest story from last night was Cole didn't fold. He didn't self-destruct. That was one of the better outings we've seen from him. Even though he gave up the long ball, even though there was some trouble on the base paths, he fought through. His pitch count was up to like 20 in the first inning, and he battled. He battled. He struck out guys. He got big outs. I'm cool with Garrett Cole right now. Exactly. Me too. And um, and hey, this will this will kind of be in a way. Kind of, kind of funny. I want to, I want to just mention. A que- I want to ask a question and then mention a comment. So, um, question for you regarding. I know this a couple of days ago, kind of old in a sense, but I'm, I'm obviously a Yankee fan. But with Buck calling out Musgrove, right? So, first off, if if they did find, let's say, whatever sticky stuff on Musgrove, my question is, what happens? Is it a protest? Is it just he's out of the game? Yeah, he what, would. What, he, they would have removed him from the game. There might be, I don't know, some penalties or some action after. Man, isn't it crazy how that seems like it was so long ago? <laughs> that was Sunday night, yeah. right? Like, seems like that was a long time ago, and <laughs> uh, it wasn't. But yeah, I, I, you know, I knew from the jump, man. That was odd. That was bizarre. It, it was theatrical. I'm like, this is Buck. This is a last ditch effort. Uh, break glass in case of emergency. This is an emergency. We're getting dominated, no hit at home, and this is potentially the last game of the season. I got to do something to affect this game as a manager. I I can respect it as a manager trying to help out his guys, but I I came on here the day after Monday, and I was like, that was weak. Thanks for the call, Frank. I was like, bro, like the whole world was watching the Mets go out like that, and they went out sad. They checked this guy. His ears were shiny, whatever. People were talking about it online. He might have had Vaseline or Icy Hot, but uh, he wasn't cheating. He didn't have any sticky stuff. The Mets were just getting dominated, and they were cooked, man. They By the end of this season, they had nothing left in the tank. They could not compete. Their starting pitchers had nothing left. DeGrom did what DeGrom does, but uh, for the most part, it was a wrap. And, uh, yeah, it sucks that they had to go out like that. That's forever. And <laughs> I just said, man, doesn't it seem like it's a long time ago? Man, give it a, a couple weeks and months, and when we look back on this 101-win Mets season and how it ended, uh, it's just going to get worse and worse and look bad. Sucks. Got nothing to do with me. Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 